0: i have no doubt that you desire to serve god faithfully but you know wisdom from god is necessary for wisely serving god it's important to always keep this truth in mind What happens is that it's easy for you to ignore the voice of wisdom and to foolishly entertain the temptations that confront you each day. The good news is that God invites you to learn His wisdom. Stephen called this lesson, An Invitation from a Woman Named Wisdom.
1: In our wisdom journey through the book of Proverbs, We come to a point now where Solomon changes the focus of our attention. He has spent nearly three chapters describing uh, the dangers of sexual immorality as he pictured for us an immoral woman uh, inviting an immoral young man to sin. Well, now we're here in in chapter 8, and Solomon uses another woman as an illustration, and she's passing out invitations as well, only this time... It's a wonderful invitation to accept, and that's because her name is Wisdom. Here's how chapter 8 begins. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates in front of the town, she cries aloud. So, Here's Lady Wisdom, so to speak, in in prominent places at a busy crossroad, uh, at at the city gates, and she's calling out to people as they pass by. Well, what is she saying as she calls out? Verse uh, 4 tells us, To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. Now, in the Bible, a simple person is naive. A fool is stubborn and unteachable. So wisdom is inviting all of them to come into her classroom. It's, it's free of charge. There's no registration fee. There's no tuition. Solomon tells us here that she's teaching courses like Prudence 101, Common Sense 102. Well, prudence, by the way, is the word for clear thinking. Uh, And common sense is what we would call practical discernment. Now, both of these make for a useful, productive life. Now, following this invitation from Lady Wisdom, we're reminded how valuable uh, she is. And for starters, uh, we're told here that wisdom produces godly living. Uh, She says here in verse 6, I will speak noble things. And from my lips will come what is right, for my mouth will utter truth. In other words, Lady Wisdom isn't going to lead anybody astray. Now, the words of wisdom here in verse 9 are straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. She's going to set you straight. She's going to put you right. She's going to help you walk in a straight line and on the right path in a very crooked world. Now, verse 12 adds that wisdom offers here knowledge and discretion. These words uh, relate to your ability to plan wisely in achieving the right goals. And that's critically important because having goals doesn't automatically make you right or make them right. You know, a bank robber might have a goal of robbing a bank a day that doesn't make it right. A lazy person might have a goal of getting out of work as much as possible. They have goals, but their goals are, are dead wrong. Wisdom, Solomon indicates here in verse 13, keeps you from making the wrong goals, sinful goals. Now, we're also told here that a wise person is going to influence people in the right way. That is, your wisdom is going to rub off on other people. In fact, wisdom isn't really for you to keep to yourself. Solomon writes here in verses 15 and 16 that, that wisdom is going to enable, well, political leaders to rule correctly. He writes, by me, that is wisdom, rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule and nobles all who govern justly. Have you ever thought about the fact that good leadership actually depends On Godly wisdom. You know, the reason our world is so messed up is because we're missing godly leaders. We got so many leaders in our business world, our financial world, our social world, our political world, making unwise decisions. Why? Because at the heart of it, they refuse to take these classes from lady wisdom. They've rejected the wisdom of God's word. So the first benefit of learning from wisdom is that it produces godly living. Now, the next benefit uh, is this. Wisdom leads to godly appreciation. Let me tell you what I mean. Wisdom is an attribute of God's character. It's who God is, and it's what God does. It's impossible to separate God from wisdom and, and wisdom from God. Now, Solomon illustrates that by showing us how wisdom was connected to uh, the creation of the universe here in verse 25. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I, that is wisdom, was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I, wisdom, was there. When he made firm the skies above when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I, wisdom, was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight. That's so true, beloved. In fact, just look around. The wisdom of God is on display through his creation, and you, as a follower of God— get to appreciate and and really fully enjoy his marvelous creation in a way that an unbeliever will never be able to because they reject Creator God. Now, in chapter 9, Solomon tells us that Lady Wisdom is going to prepare a feast. She sets her table. She sends out uh, those uh, beautiful invitation cards to the feast. We read here the invitation beginning at verse 4. Whoever is simple— Let him turn in here. Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. What a wonderful invitation. Now Solomon gives us some examples of responses uh, here to Lady Wisdom's invitation. For instance, here in verse 7, you got a bunch of scoffers who laugh at the idea of needing wisdom. They mock at wisdom's moral instruction. I mean, she is so old-fashioned. Their minds are are closed. Well, it's useless to try to reason with them. Verse 8 says, in fact, do not reprove a scoffer or he will hate you. He he frankly hates the invitation. Now, thankfully, other people are going to respond positively. Here's the promise given to them who do in verse 9 give instruction to a wise man, we'll give him an invitation, and he will be still wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase in learning. Simply put, the wise person who is willing to hang around Lady Wisdom, well, he's going to grow even wiser. He's going to reap the benefits of living the right kind of life. Now, at this point here, Solomon introduces us to another woman, This woman's name is Folly, and Solomon is going to now contrast her ways with the ways of Lady Wisdom. He describes Lady Folly here in verse 13. The woman Folly is loud. She is seductive and knows nothing. But I want you to notice her invitation cards sound very familiar. In verse 16, Lady Folly says, whoever is simple let him turn in here. That's exactly what Lady Wisdom said. It's kind of like the printer made a mistake and printed off the same invitation cards, but with a different return address for the dinner feast. Yet yeah, it sounds the same. But once you get inside that dining room, the food is going to be very different. You see, Lady Folly hasn't prepared a wholesome meal. We're told here in verse 17 that she set her table with stolen water that is sweet. She promises bread eaten in secret uh, will be pleasant. In other words, she's put out a feast of stolen food. She's tempting her dinner guests with things that are forbidden by God. The expressions used here for stolen water and, and bread eaten in secret actually refer to sexual immorality, partaking of something that doesn't legitimately belong to you. Oh, but... But let me tell you, her dinner guests think this is the place to be. This is the menu they've been waiting for. But Solomon now pulls back the curtain of time and reveals the dark danger. He says here in verse 18, But he, the dinner guest that is, does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depths of Sheol, that is the grave. In other words, they're not enjoying a feast that's going to bring satisfaction. It's going to bring life. They're playing around with judgment. Uh, They're eating dinner with death. So the contrast in Proverbs chapter 8 and Proverbs chapter 9 between Lady Wisdom and life and Lady Folly and death, well, that's the choice between these two, and it's very clear. So be careful. When you get an invitation, make sure it's going to take you to the house of wisdom. That's where you're going to find life and life worth living. Well, until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
0: That was Stephen and he called this lesson An Invitation from a Woman Named Wisdom Stephen is teaching through the Bible with a new lesson each weekday on this wisdom journey I want to invite you to join a special group called The Crew When you do, you receive the study guide for each lesson and you help make the wisdom journey possible Use the link in the show notes to learn more Come back next time to continue along this wisdom journey.